Hi, everybody. Welcome to EdTech Tips in 10, CETA Sessions. I'm your host, Mitchell. And I'm your other host, Elena. Welcome to the podcast. And today we are on with our guest, Bailey Anderson. Bailey is the Access Consultant and Deaf and Hard of Hearing Services Coordinator at the University of Iowa. Bailey, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Um, My name is Bailey Anderson. I go by she and they pronouns. Um, I am an Access Consultant, as you said, and then the Deaf Hard of Hearing Services Coordinator at Student Disability Services. Awesome, thanks for the introduction. And as you know, we ask all of our guests to give us something fun or interesting about themselves so our listeners can get to know you. I have a bunch of plants and I just acquired a fiddle leaf fern who has a really great neighbor, which is my really tiny miniature Christmas tree. So I've got like a host of plants that sit next to me while I work. That's awesome. And I think totally necessary, especially when you work from home. You all can't see, but... uh, Bailey is is clearly at home surrounded by their plants and uh, it's definitely a necessity. Awesome. So Bailey is here to talk to us today about accessibility um, and how instructors can navigate ed tech tools to increase accessibility for all students and also to, to help students who have accommodations that are more specific. So we'll just jump right in. I have heard that one of the more common accommodations is increased time and reduced distractions. So how can student disability services help instructors with this specific accommodation? Yeah, that's correct. So on the letter of accommodations, it's termed 50% extended time. We also have 100% extended time. And so instructors will see that a student has either extended time or a reduced distraction environment on the letter of accommodations, we also call it the LOA. And Student Disability Services really supports instructors by first determining the need for the accommodation. And then second, um, we can offer some guidance around support for tech or if there are different kinds of exams or quizzes that are being given. Um, We can also help give some suggestions on how to implement that accommodation in different scenarios or different kinds of um, testing environments. So that's our primary role. How do the CETAs help support instructors when we have increased time and working, especially like in ICON and those sorts of environments? I think that's a really great question, Bailey. And uh, we've been thinking a lot about the CETA's role in accessibility, specifically in ICON, but with some of our other technology tools. And I think we commonly find ourselves on the very end point of administering accommodations. Um, one of the most common ones we help with, um, with increased time is utilizing the moderating quizzes feature in ICON. And uh, so that was our initial training with accommodations, but obviously it's a much bigger world and there's a lot we can learn. So I think that's uh, been a really great time for us to have conversations with you about accessibility and learn more about why it's so important, but beyond that, um, how accessibility is seen in different ways and from different perspectives. So. While we deal with the 
literal tools themselves, I think we have a lot to learn in terms of um, utilizing those, those resources. And on that note, Bailey, I would be interested to hear your thoughts on distance and online education's perspective of increased time and reduced distractions. Yeah, distance and online education, uh, DOE for short, has been a really amazing campus partner. Um, they have a facility, the North Campus Testing Center in the chemistry building that has specifically spaces that are reduced distraction and can accommodate extended time. From what I understand, instructors set that up and request that through ICON and then DOE and the students schedule those, those spaces and times. So they've been an invaluable partner for SDS. We have a few small testing spaces that are used for students who have accommodations that require specific software or adjustable lighting, some very specific technology needs, but we can't accommodate all the students that need extended time and reduced distraction environments. It's so great to hear about um, like three totally different perspectives, but at the same time, totally overlapping perspectives to help instructors with this specific accommodation. And I hope that when instructors hear this, that they feel supported and they know that there's a lot of resources on this campus that can help them uh, when it comes to extended time and reduced distractions. So another common accommodation is class notes. I was wondering, what are some of the tips that you have for instructors when students have this accommodation? Yeah, so class notes is another really common accommodation on campus. With class notes, there are sort of three different ways an instructor can get those notes to the student. That could be giving your own notes, a TA's notes, or asking for a student volunteer note taker. When you're working to get a student volunteer note taker, I'd suggest you know, reassuring students that their notes are probably gonna be sufficient for looking for the average student notes. They don't have to be perfect or highly edited. And the other thing to keep in mind is that you wanna keep the information confidential. So you'll receive notes from a volunteer and then you'll send them off to the student who has the SDS accommodation so that those two students are not sharing information back and forth. That's the main kind of piece behind class notes, but also to know that SDS is here to help support you if you're in classes that have maybe different kind of interaction. If students are interacting and other students aren't taking notes, you don't need to take notes yourself on that interaction if it's more of a, an environment where people are working together and working on some task together. Those sounded like some really great tips for sharing class notes, and I had never thought about the different types of content um, that can be shared in a classroom. Keeping those tips in mind in our discussions of increased time and reduced distractions, are there any other helpful tech tools that are available on our campus? Yeah, absolutely. I'd suggest, obviously, the CETAs. I think uh, when an instructor is getting extended time set up, like feel free to reach out to you folks. I'll invite them to reach out to you folks or us if they need support in doing so. The Office of Teaching, Learning, and Technology, OTILT, has like just a wealth of information on the website as well as some webinars. And then also, and this really relates to my work in deaf and hard of hearing services, I'd suggest using auto captions when they're available. Zoom has auto captions that are available at least on the main campus side. And then also Panopto has an auto caption version. Both of those options are auto captions. So they do depend on uh, your microphone quality, 
speaker variability, those sorts of pieces. But you can also edit Panopto captions if you're doing that in a kind of post-production sort of sense. So both of those really increase what is needed for students who have accommodations, but also, and really importantly, it leads into universal design for learning, which is this idea that we're trying to make our learning as accessible as possible for the majority of people proactively before we know that they might have a need or a desire or learn better in a different environment. So auto captions is one way to do that. And there are quite a few guides online on how to set those up. But I, I think the CDS can also help support you folks in doing that. Yeah, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the auto captions in Zoom and Panopto, at least before their post-production, like as it's happening, is not sufficient for like an actual SDS accommodation for captions. Yeah, that's correct. So at this point in time, you know, 2022, they're not uh, accommodation compliant. Um, which is part of the reason our office provides services and support to get accommodation level compliance set up um, when we have students who need that as an accommodation. But they do provide a basic level of access and help students who might, um, you know, forget their headphones, like all sorts of different reasons that a student might use captions. There's quite a bit of research that it also reduces cognitive load, um, especially in times when people are you know, wearing masks or other scenarios. So I'd highly suggest just using the auto captions and remembering that they're, they're not accommodation level compliant, but they provide a, a minimum level of support. Yeah, absolutely. And as a student who doesn't have a caption accommodation, I love captions and I always ask my instructors to turn them on because it does help me a lot in, especially in staying focused and things like that. So before we go, I was wondering if there are any other uh, resources you think that instructors should know about that are available on this campus or just out in the world? Great question. Um, I'd also say IT accessibility. That team has been a great support with SDS. Um, they also have a lot of information on the website around um, captions, accessible presentations, and much more. So I'd suggest checking out their website or asking for a consultation. They're there also to chat with you if you have specific questions. The other group I'd suggest is the division of DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion. They also have some very specific resources that can lead you towards inclusion and accessibility, both being important on our campus. Well, thank you so much for um, the discussions about accessibility. I certainly learned a lot today, Bailey. I think that these are ideas that all instructors should be thinking about, especially before the semester is starting. I really like the point you made about proactively setting up your course and content, um, as I think that can reduce a lot of stress for both students and the instructor. So then there is not an urgent race to um, make content that should be accessible to all students accessible. So I really appreciate you joining us today. And I think it was a, a great discussion. Thank you. Thanks again, Bailey. We'll see you all in episode 15. If you ever want to book a consult with one of us, the CETAs, the Student Instructional Technology Assistants, feel free to send an email to CETA, that's S-I-T-A, at uiowa.edu, and one of us will get back to you to set up a meeting.
All right. Okay. See you soon. See you soon. Bye.